in the Bible that help us to understand a little bit more about the Christian life. And uh, today we're going to continue and a, a great lesson today on being a runner in the Christian race. How many of you like to run? A lot of laughs, no hands. What's the matter with it? Peter, you don't run? You'd like to run, yeah. And, uh, you know, running is, uh, I'll tell you, running is not as, I don't even know if I can say as easy as it looks. It's, it's not easy, especially for a fat person like myself. It's just, it just doesn't, it's against my nature, but I, but I know that it's good for me. But I'll tell you this, when you got saved, all of us need to understand that we're, we, we are all running our race. And it's important that we see this from the Word of God. We're going to use Hebrews chapter 12. And you follow along with me this morning, these couple verses, Hebrews 12, verse 1 and verse 2. The Bible says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and, and is set down at the right hand of, uh, of the throne of God. So when you look at these uh, verses here out of Hebrews chapter number 12, what God is doing in, in his word there and for us is he is likening our life, the Christian life, to a a race and it's you have to understand there's different kinds of races some races are are sprints you know the hundred yard dash and then there are some that are marathons uh, some people today they'll run a 5k they'll run a, a half marathon some people will run a full marathon and uh, Boston puts on a big um, uh, uh, marathon every year there's a lot of these that take place, and I like the fact that some of them now, that what they've done is they, they have kind of changed some of them to where it's not just a race, but it's a race for a cause, a good cause. And, and you know, the Christian life, you get saved, and I don't know how long you've been saved. I've been saved for 35 years now, and, and the Christian life for me, it's a marathon. It's not a 100-yard dash. It's, it, God's given me 35 years to live for Him, and Maybe if, if he's like Brother Flynn, maybe God will give me another 35 and I can make it around that double eight number. But, but the thing is, is that it's a marathon. And if we are going to be in this race, we've got to understand a simple fact. And here it is, that we are the ones that are the runners and he is the one that's our coach. God's the one that's trying to help us to get through this race, the Christian life, and if we're going to be successful at this race, then just like any good runner, we've got to listen and obey the instructions given by our coach. See, a lot of runners, they, they want to do things their way. They want to run the race their way. And if, if you're going to be successful, remember the song we just sang? Obedience is the very best way. So where do you think God's instructions for us running the race come from? From the Bible, right? So God gives us his word so that we can, we can understand what God's will is for our lives as we're running the Christian race. So notice three thoughts this morning about this race that we're running, the Christian life. Notice, first of all, why run? Now, a lot of you are like, 
I just soon not, right? <laughs> Do I have to is maybe our thought this morning. But again, if we're thinking about the Christian life, what is it that motivates us in this area of the Christian uh, running and the Christian race? Well, if we go back to Hebrews 12, look at verse number one uh, there again. It says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And when you think about that, as I thought about that, that phrase there, it, it brings my mind back to the previous chapter, chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews, which many times is referred to as the hall of what? Hall of faith. So when you go there and you think about this, why run? Well, first of all, we run our race because of the witness of the heroic runners who ran it before us. See, I like the fact that God gives us in his word examples that we can follow. I said it yesterday, his wife wasn't here, so I'll say it publicly in front of everyone and in front of his wife, but I told Brother Peter that he represents the name Peter very well. You know, I, I said, that's not an easy name to have as a Christian is the name Peter. And there you go, Peter. That help you out? Absolutely. Good. All right. Okay. But Hebrews 11, what, what do we find when we go there? We find God highlighting some of the faithful runners. And the one thing I love about it, I won't go through all of them, but there's a common denominator among all these runners that ran their race before us. For instance, the Bible mentions that Abel, he offered a sacrifice to God by faith. Uh, you see there in Hebrews 11 how Enoch pleased God by faith. You see that Noah built the ark by faith. You, you read on in, in chapter number 11 how Abraham offered Isaac, his son, the son of promise, by faith. You see where Moses' parents hid him by faith. You see where the Bible mentions a lady by the name of Rahab that didn't have the greatest of reputations, but she hid the spies by faith. See, the one common denominator that all of those have is this matter of faith. They were faithful runners, and the faithful in heaven, according to the Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, and again, look at the words, we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. To me, that reminds me of the fact that there, those that have run their race that are with the Lord today, guess where they are? They're leaning over the banisters of heaven today, cheering us on saying, stay in the race, don't give up. Keep running the Christian race and living the Christian life. Hey, listen, it's exciting to know that they're saying to us today, hey, God did it for me and God will do it for you. God will help you get through this life that we call the Christian life. See, running this Christian race, you know, a lot of times we think to ourselves, you know, the only people that can really run that race are people that have special qualities and special abilities and special talents. Can I tell you this morning, that is far from the truth. Because when you, when you look at the Word of God, and I, I recently uh, taught a series on Sunday night, here's what I believe you find about those that are successful running the Christian race are ordinary people who have faith in an extraordinary God. That's the people that are successful in this matter of running the Christian race. They're, we're running this race because of the witness of heroic runners. Hey, there's a lot of great missionaries that I thought about too. 
that were faithful running their race in their day. One of those I thought about was Hudson Taylor, who was a, a tremendous missionary in China many years ago. And listen to what Hudson Taylor said. He said, God's not looking for men of great faith, only some common souls like you and me who are willing to trust in his great faithfulness. And God is faithful, and what God wants us to do is be faithful to Him as we're running our portion of the Christian race. See, as we run our race by faith, guess what God's going to do? God's going to work for us. God's going to work in our lives. And when we run our race by faith, I mentioned to the men yesterday, we had a sweet time yesterday. I told them, as we run our race, here's what happens. We're going through difficulties. We're facing challenges. We'll talk about some of those here in a minute. But as we're running the race, what it does is it encourages other people who are watching us that while we're going through difficulties and while we're facing challenges, we continue to run and it encourages them. And I told the men, I said, there, the Bible does share this principle about provoking one another unto love and to good works. And see, that's why I love the fact that God's given me some people that I can look at their lives in the Word of God. I can look at their lives as testimonies that they lived for the Lord and ran their race and they did not quit. And it just challenges and encourages me to keep running my race. Anybody ever get tired in the Christian life? You know, anybody ever uh, want to just quit or hang up your running shoes? You know, and listen, it's easy sometimes to, to just say, that's it, I'm done. But listen, God tells us that we have an opportunity to run the race that he has given to us. And so that's why we run is because of the witness of others before us. But here's a better motivation is notice letter B, we run to win the prize. We run to win the prize. When you, when you talk to athletes, I'll tell you what motivates them. It's the prize, winning the race. Uh, they were, Look, nobody gets into a race and you interview them and say, well, I'm just running so I can lose. No, they're running to win. And look what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And everyone that striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. By the way, my race isn't against Brother Gilbert or Brother Flynn, Brother Carl. I'm running my race. I'm running my race. I'm not running against another. But watch this. I am running to win the prize. I'm not running to win some medal that men can give to me. I'm not running. How many of you, when you were a kid and maybe you participated in sports or band or something and they gave you a trophy, how many of you received some kind of trophy when you were a kid, when you were younger? Do you still have those trophies? <laughs> I mean, a lot of those trophies, they're the, you, you look at those trophies, they're the biggest chunk of plastic you've ever seen in your life. I mean, those trophies, and they, they are absolutely worth nothing. But boy, when you got it, you thought you won the big one, you know? And I mean, you, I used to have a shelf that I put all my trophies on. And then later on in life, it was just throw them in a box. You know, they mean absolutely. But I'm going to tell you, when we run the race that God's given to us and we win the prize, it's an incorruptible prize. Uh, we're talking about something that's eternal, folks. Uh, when, we, when we run, listen, the Christian race, the prize is far better than anything this world can give to us. 
And when I think about this, uh, Paul was running his race. And when Paul described there in, in 1 Corinthians, the race that he was talking about, what he was trying to do was he was trying to obtain crowns. But these weren't crowns so that Paul could pile them up and say, hey, look who I am, look what I've done. He was doing that so that God would get the glory out of his life. Paul wanted God to be glorified. Running Paul's race, uh, you know, we, we study the Word of God. There's plenty that the Bible mentions about all that Paul endured while he was running his race. Uh, Paul went through a lot of hardships and suffered much, went through difficulties. The Bible mentions he, he received stripes many times. He was beaten with rods. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was robbed. He experienced weariness, pain, hunger, thirst. I mean, folks, he did without most of life's necessities, but yet he kept running his race. And I, I think sometimes when I start to think about woe is me, then I just, I'll go make a hospital visit or I'll re read something in the Bible like the Apostle Paul's life and his testimony. And I think to myself, I don't have it that bad. Matter of fact, God's been good to me. And just a portion of what Paul went through, I think, would have discouraged the average Christian from continuing the race. But what was it that kept Paul going, that kept Paul running? Here, look at Philippians 3.14. Here's what he writes. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know what Paul did? Watch this. He kept his eyes on the prize. Isn't it easy to get distracted in the Christian life? You know, why am I living the Christian life? You know, uh, sometimes here's what happens. God's, God's trying to grow us and things are happening in our lives and we're not being beaten or shipwrecked or stoned, but things are happening and we get to this place where we start to have a little pity party for ourselves. You know, God doesn't love me. You know, God's not being good to me. And we've all been there, you know, if we're going to be honest this morning. And, and what happens is, is that we get to the place where we take our eyes off of the prize. Look, in Paul's life and in the Word of God, what, or should I say who, is the prize? Jesus, right? Is, isn't the whole idea of the Christian life to be more like Him? See, He is the prize. And as I think about the Lord Jesus Christ, He's the one that motivated Paul to keep running faithfully through all the suffering, all the difficulties. What Paul did in his life was he pressed on. He just kept running. And, and it, there are times where we're going to be tempted to quit. But again, Jesus, if we keep him before us, look again at Hebrews chapter 12. Look at verses 1 and 2 again. He says, yes, we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside the weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Let us run the race that is set before us. And then look at the next verse. Looking unto what? Jesus. Why? Because he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. See, I told you, we're runners in the race, but he's the coach. He's the one that we've got to watch. He's the one that is helping us as we live the Christian life. And Paul understood that. And one day, if we're faithful like Jesus, the Bible says Jesus endured the cross. Watch this. He endured the cross. We all know. We've read the Bible. We, we understand all the shame and all the, the pain and agony that the cross brought with it. But the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. Listen, I, when I think of the cross, I don't think of joy. 
but the joy was finishing his race. Jesus went all the way to Calvary and he suffered and bled and died and then he said, it is finished. See, that was the joy. And can I tell you this morning that in your life every day, get up, run the race that God has. And if you are faithful to God, here's what you're going to hear someday. Well done. Well done. Way to run the race. Way to not give up and quit and give in. Paul knew there was hardships in lives, and I think as you study his writings, and I, I realize it's God's words, but I, I think that Paul is saying to us, and it, it says in the Word of God, Paul says, so run that you may obtain. Hey, listen, Paul says, I received the prize, and you can too. And so why do we run? Because we will win the prize if we don't get sidetracked, if we don't take our eyes off of the prize, if we don't quit when it becomes difficult in our lives. That's why we run, is because we're motivated by those witnesses of those before us, and we run to win the prize, all right? Now, that's, that, that's the introduction. Look at the second part is how to run. Now, I went to a school that actually had a pretty good running team. They had uh, of course, all the different types of runs and things like that. And as I mentioned to you, and you can tell by looking at me, I've never liked running. So I never went out for the running team, the track team. I, I never did that. I always thought it was the biggest waste of time. Whenever I was going home from school, I would always pass these kids that were running. They were practicing for the marathon. And I remember seeing them running the streets of our town, thinking to myself, that does not look like fun. You know, but, but for some reason, they just, they, they got out there and they were doing it and, and, and they were listening to their coach. But again, when you think about running, you got to know how to run. See, like I've tried many times to run, but I, the problem is I've never been taught how to run. When I think about this matter of how to run, the reason is because running is very intense and running like the Christian life requires discipline. And that's what many people lack, is this matter of discipline. You know, reading our Bibles, praying, uh, other things in the Christian life. They require discipline. So look at four areas when you think about this. Because as a runner, if you're not a trained runner, you don't just wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, I think I'm going to try out for the Olympics. No, you've got to learn how to run, you've got to learn how to run properly. Well, again, where do we get those instructions from? God, from the Word of God. And if we follow His directions, then here's what's going to happen is we're going to be equipped to run the race that God's given to us. So notice the first aspect of running is we need to run with all we have. Run with all you have. I mean, the Bible here is talking about putting in your whole self. Uh, certainly, if, you, if you've ever seen somebody running, you know that it's more than their legs. I mean, as soon as they start running, yes, their legs are moving, their arms are going, their heart begins to speed up, giving the blood oxygen, the lungs begin to bring the oxygen, the muscles all working together. It takes your whole body. Uh, I mean, if you're going to run here in, in this area, Pembroke Pines, listen, you better have your eyes uh, focused on what's going on because people will run you over if you're trying to run around here. And, and, and it requires your whole body, you're, you're contributing to the goal of winning the race. I know this, anybody that puts in a half-hearted effort is not going to have a successful 
Christian race. Look what Jim Elliott said. Jim Elliott, who was martyred as a missionary to the country of Ecuador, Jim Elliott said this, wherever you are, be all there. I heard that many years ago, and I've, try, I've tried my heart to be that way for God. I, I don't want to just do things halfway. You know, my big saying is go big or go home. You know, uh, we, we do VBS and things like that. Listen, I mean, I get all the way into VBS. Why? Because to me, it's like I just do not have it than to, than to do it halfway. I think anything we do for the Lord, we should do it all the way. Can I get an amen this morning? Listen, does not God deserve our best? Uh, God's, God's not wanting us to do something. Sometimes I sit in there and I study, and, and I spend a lot of time, and I think to myself, listen, any studying is not in vain. It's all worth it. Anything you do for the Lord is worth it. And even this matter of the Christian life, running the Christian race, Jim Elliott said, be all there. He goes on to say, live to the hilt every situation you believe to be the will of God. I think what Elliot was saying was, we need to give God 100% of our effort. Matter of fact, as my pastor used to say, give God 110%. Go beyond that. Uh, when it comes to giving, when it comes to uh, church attendance, when it comes to witnessing, whatever it is in your life, make sure that you are, are running your race with all that you have. Look at Colossians 3.23. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily. As to the Lord and not unto men. Don't hold back. Expend yourself for the Lord. Uh, Jesus gave his all for us. And guess what? He deserves our all for him. And so as we run this race, run it with all that you have. And secondly, watch this. You have to run within the rules. You say, oh man, there you go, rules. Well, when you think about it, just like anything else in life, there's parameters. God's given us some some things, some qualifications for entering the race. Now, as a Christian, when do you think your race began? When you got saved, right? Look what the Bible says here in, in John 3, 36. He that believeth on the Son hath what kind of life? Everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. You entered the race when you got saved. The problem is maybe you, don't, you haven't realized that, you know, but sometimes people say, boy, I'm just, uh, you know, living the Christian life is not an easy thing. I'm kind of tired. Well, it, that's because you're running a race. Uh, this, this thing started when you got saved. And once you got saved, what did God give you? His, His Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, who is there to guide you, to help you, to assist you. And then God gives us His grace. And the grace of God, here's what it does. It gives us the ability, the power to obey Him, to follow Him. Paul says, it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, I'm running his race. Remember the race that is set before us. Who set that race before us? I didn't do that. And, and watch this. I can tell you right now, my race is not the same as Patrick's race. Patrick's race is not the same as Wally's race. God set my race before me. God set his race before him. Now, we can all uh, generalize it and say it's God's will for our lives, whatever that may be. But I want to be faithful. I'm not running Patrick's race. I'm running my race. And as I think about what he's saying here, it is God. That's God's grace through his grace. God empowers us to run 
the race that he has set before us. And, and God's desire, listen to this very carefully, God's desire as we run this race, as he, get, as he enables us with his grace, it is God's desire that our outward actions would be a reflection of the work that God's doing in our hearts. See, a lot of times people say, well, it doesn't matter what I do or the way I live because I'm saved. Can I tell you, the Bible does stress that it does matter because our outward is displaying what's going on on the inside. And as I'm running this race, God wants my outward actions to be a reflection of my heart. The Christian race is a race that is run from the heart. What makes the difference in runners? Because one is just running it because it's a race. But others are running it because it's in their heart. It's something that, that has been, it comes from the depths of their heart. They're running this. It's not, not an outward show of godliness. Listen, those, those regulations that God gives to us, they're not cumbersome. As a matter of fact, they realize it's for their safety. If you watch sometimes some of these races, the, races, the racers, they have lanes that they have to stay in. Uh, I, I, I saw on the news, what was a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, the, the uh, what was it, the Kentucky Derby or whatever it was. There's no lanes on, on a horse track because it's just a bunch of mud and dirt. But if you saw the news, the one jockey pulled his horse over in front of the other horses to impede them, and he was disqualified. I think it's the first time it's ever happened in the history of the Kentucky Derby that that happened. But, but again, we've got a lane. We've got certain things that God's telling us that when you run this race, the Christian life, you need to run it with all that you have. Secondly, you need to run it within the rules. But notice, thirdly, you need to run without weights. Anybody else besides me, maybe you can think back. Maybe some of us have to think back farther than others. But, but uh, when I was younger and I used to train and I used to play sports, we used to have these ankle weights that we would put on and we would wear them and then we would take them off and we felt like that we could fly after we took those off. Anybody remember those things? And uh, mine were, mine were uh, made out of leather and they had straps on them. You could buckle them in. Those were the neatest things, you know, and we would put those on. Those were weights. Uh, they added to us. And he says, look back in our passage here. He says, uh, he says, here's this great cloud of witnesses. And he says, let us run and let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth, what's those next couple words? So easily do what? Beset us. Now, a lot of times people talk about this besetting sin, these, these things in our lives. You have to understand there are some things that we struggle with in life, right? Uh, we, listen, it doesn't take long for us to start thinking about whatever that is in my life that just kind of keeps coming back, keeps coming back. The devil knows what buttons to push in our lives. Well, the flesh is weak. We give in to certain things, you know. Uh, last night, my wife and I, we were out, and, and we both were like, hey, let's get some ice cream. That's not good for somebody my age at about 7 o'clock at night, all right? And so, you know, but I'll tell you this, it was good. But, the, you know, but, but here's the thing is, we've got to lay aside. Runners uh, understand that, that as they're going to run, look, you watch a runner. The, 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 the attire that they wear, they don't wear a heavy coat and big boots when they run. They look for the lightest thing that they can find. 
I mean, they, they, they wear stuff that, that's, you know, skin tight and aerodynamic and whatever because they, they don't want anything keeping them from running the race as fast as they can. And when I think about the Christian life, I mean, God's saying here, look, you need to, you need to lay some things down and, and set down some things that are weighing you down. Again, he says, lay aside every weight. What is it that he's talking about when he says weight? It's anything that holds you back from your most effective and efficient running of the race that God has set before you. Whatever it is, God says, look, why do you keep putting that on every day when you try to live the Christian life? God says, look, get rid of it. I don't even know where my weights are anymore, my ankle weights that I used to wear. You know, now I just got plenty of extra weight. I don't need those ankle weights, you know. But, but here's the thing in our lives is it, it's foolish for us to try to run it with things that would restrict our running. There's oftentimes things in our lives like maybe some activities or some habits, even relationships, they're things that weigh us down. And can I tell you, they might not be bad things and even sinful things, but if it's something that hinders us from running the race that God has set before us, God says, listen, maybe, maybe you need to set that aside. Maybe that shouldn't be a part of your life. Look at Philippians 3.13. Paul understood this. He says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. See, sometimes what we've got to do is we've got to understand if we're going to run this race the way God intended us to run it, then we need to run it without weights. But then notice the fourth thing. If we're going to run the way we should, is we need to run with patience. And that's what he says here he, as he's talking about this race. And he says, lay aside every weight, the sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, if you're running a race, most of the time you're running that race, you're trying to get to the finish line as fast as you can. You're trying to get there and finish the race. And, and that's where the patience comes in. Because when you think about this matter, he's, here he's saying winning a race requires the intensity, yes, of running, but it also requires a determination of patience. Without patience to train properly and without this matter of having patience to finish the race, some of the most talented runners that have ever lived will never finish their race the way that they should. See, patience is in a race is the ability to endure until the race is over, till you've reached the finish line. Now, for some of us, look, uh, it, 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 it's, there's no doubt that we're closer, watch this, all of us are closer to the finish line today than we were when we were born. All of us are closer to the finish line today than the day we trusted Christ as our Savior. You know, Brother Flynn's 88 years old today. That doesn't mean, Brother Flynn's any, somebody else in this auditorium this morning might be closer to their finish line than he is. Do you get that? So as we think about this, having this matter of patience, the inner strength to refuse to become uh, frustrated with the Christian life, the race that we're in, to quit when you're exhausted, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, maybe cramping uh, in the legs or, or maybe something uh, causes us to be injured. Look at Hebrews 10. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward, for ye have need of what? 
of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. God says, look, just, just run the race, but run it with patience. The runner that has patience to continue his race, because here's why. He remembers the end. He knows what's waiting for him, the finish line, the victory. That's what we see. James writes about it. Look here, behold, we count them happy, which do what? Which endure. Th those that, that just keep running the race, knowing what the end of the race holds for them. He says, you have heard of the patience of Job. Wow, there's one in the Bible. I mean, remember Job, here comes his friends to console him, you know? Uh, they, they were a real blessing, were they not? You know? And, and yet, through all of that, Job patiently waited on God. He says, how you have seen the end of the Lord and how the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Hey folks, look, we've got to run this race. We've got to run it without weights, but we've got to run it with patience. And so that's how to run. Why should we run? To receive the prize. How do we run it? Well, God tells us in his word, but notice thirdly this morning, where to run the race. Now, uh, this is kind of a, a funny thing, so to speak, but you know, running the race is one thing, but if you're running it on the wrong track, anybody ever seen, maybe watched a game or saw a highlight of a football player that gets the ball and gets disoriented and runs to the wrong end zone? Or a hockey player that, that hits the puck and knocks it in his own net, you know? And you're thinking, how embarrassed? Well, sometimes that's what happens is, is we're running the race, but but we're running it in, in opposition to what God really intends for us to be doing. See, we need to run the race that God has set before us, not our own race. Well, where do we run our race? Well, here it is. First of all, we need to run to Christ. I love when you study the gospel records because here's what you found is multitudes came out to Jesus. They ran to Jesus. Uh, they brought their problems and they came to spend time. The Bible says in Mark 5, 6, when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Mark 6, the people saw them departing, and many knew him and ran afoot thither out of all the cities and outwent them and came together unto him. You know why? Because when people came to Jesus, guess what Jesus always had? Jesus always had the answers. No matter what their problem, and can I tell you today that God still has the answer for whatever your problem is today, and the only thing you need to do is to run to him. Why do we still give invitations in church? Because it's an opportunity for people to run to Jesus. Because he's the author and finisher of our what? Of our faith. See, we, we have to understand where to run to. These people and many others, they, they didn't come to Jesus, run to Jesus in vain. They ran to him during times of joy. They went to Jesus in times of sorrow and sickness and in health, you know, and, and it, it, look, we have to understand, why, why do we go to him? Why do we run to Jesus? Because the Bible says he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And that's a pretty good reason to run to Jesus. But see, as much as the Bible tells us that we, as we're running the Christian race, we should run to Jesus, you know, there are some that run in the opposite direction. They run away from Jesus. They just make their lives more difficult. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs six eighteen. A heart and uh, heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. So the question this morning is, 
you've been hearing about running the Christian race, the life God's given to you, what direction are your feet heading this morning? Are you running to Him or are you running away from Him? See, we need to run to Christ, but then notice, secondly, we need to run to the finish line. Hey, you started the race. God saved you, right? You got into this race. Don't quit. Uh, stay in it till the, till the end of the race. This is the goal of every runner is to finish the race. Paul understood that. Look what he writes to Timothy. He says, I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them also that love his appearing. Or should I say it this way, unto all them that are faithful to finish their race just like I finished mine. That's what Paul's saying. He says, look, finish the race, go to the finish line. I've been saved long enough now, and many of you have too. A lot of people start their race well. But somewhere along the way, they've been distracted, and they're no longer running the race. They're sitting on the sidelines. They've quit. Something has taken their eyes off of the prize. Maybe, maybe they've been wounded by a critical person, and maybe there's been a, uh, something in their life that has caused them to be crippled by fear. Maybe something uh, that's been devastating in their life with some type of tragedy. Maybe they, just like many of us, They've grown weary in this matter of running. You know what Paul is admonishing us is to just stay faithful, press on to the finish line. Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Paul, as he lived his life, look at Acts 20, what, what the words there, none of these things move me. He says, neither count I life, my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course. Notice the personal pronoun there. He says, I'm not running Timothy's race. He says, I'm not running Barnabas's race. He said, I want to finish my course with joy and the ministry that I have received. Hey, look, all of us have been given a race by God. It's been set before us. And I hope that every one of us, not only those of us in this auditorium, but every Christian has the joy of finishing their race. I'll tell you this, you'll, you'll have no regrets when you see the Lord if you finish your race. So when we look at this passage this morning in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, I'll tell you this, we're privileged to be on the course. We're privileged to, to, to have Him design a race for us. And when I think about the prize, the prize is before us. Guess what should be behind us? The weights, the sin that does so easily beset us. And as we do that, then we should strive every day to win the prize that he has for us. Look, there's no doubt, obstacles are going to come. I watch these people run, and I'll tell you, I've never, I've never, never attempted to jump a hurdle. Because I know that I'd get maybe close to the top, and I'd be like one of those guys that would kick it, and I'd end up flat on my face. I always watch those people that jump those hurdles, and I think to myself, wow, that's awesome. I mean, how high they kick and they get over, and it's almost like it's not even there. And there's going to be some hurdles in your life. How many of you have had a hurdle or two? Okay. How many of you have fallen over those hurdles? But guess what? Have you gotten back up? Are you still running? 
Hey, you know, a lot of times I see them fall going over those hurdles. And when they get back up, I'll see blood on their leg. And you know what I see? I see them still running. They may not finish first in that race, but God says, look, you just need to run that you may obtain. You're not running against those other people. He says, you're, you're running to win the prize. And the prize is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. How many of you want to keep running with me? All right. I'm not going to push you out of your lane. I'm going to stay in my lane, but you've got to run with me, all right? And let's run till we see Jesus, all right? Well, Lord bless.